Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to go through our Supercoach draft review for round five. Uh, we managed to get another W this week. We scored really well too. The teams are really starting to come together, which is very positive. Uh, you guys that listen to the Supercoach draft show, The Wire with the Weekly Rubdown Boys, uh, we spoke about in that and how our team was looking pretty average after week one. And I just kept saying... Back end of the season, that's what I planned my team for. And uh, look, it's all come together a little bit quicker than what I anticipated. So that's been fantastic. Uh, Plenty of positives to come out of it there. So very, very excited with how it's going at the moment. And we'll get into our side for this week. Uh, So this week, we came up against the great Pete, uh, one of the funniest bastards I have ever come across, champion bloke as well. Didn't have a fantastic draft night. I think it froze for him. He auto-drafted a couple of guys. Bit of a shit fight, but he's actually managed to come out of it with a pretty half-decent side, and uh, he scored pretty well. Unfortunately for him, I just did really well in this game. So 950 I scored, which um, I think in our comp, there's only been about 20, 25,000 point scores. Uh, now that there's 17 teams in the comp, I think it'll be even harder uh, to get a uh, Uh, 1,000-point game, realistically. Uh, So, yeah, it doesn't happen all that often. Uh, So to get close to it, I was really happy. I think I've only got one ever. Maybe I haven't. I'm not even sure. I think I got one last year. So there's a couple of guys that have done it two or three times, which is unbelievable. Uh, I, myself, despite being in a heap of grand finals, always having a good side, I've only managed to do it at maximum once. There's a chance I haven't even done it. I need to check the record. So uh, 950 was a really, really good score for me. I think I topped the week. No, I got the second highest score, actually. Alan, who I played last week, thank fuck. He got 972. So if I would have played him this week and lost with 950, that would have been devastating. But really happy with my score. Uh, Very happy with where the team's going. We'll go through... Uh, the performances from the weekend. So the first game, we had the Parramatta Eels taking on the Sydney Roosters. Uh, Pete had Bailey Simonson, who managed to get a 48. I've got no idea how he got 48. He scored a try late that really saved his ass, uh, but it wasn't an overly impressive game from Bailey. He had Brandon Smith, who he actually didn't play. He kept him on his bench. He scored 52, so scored reasonably well, but he made the decision not to play him. Not that it would have mattered in the end, but uh, Pete did make a couple of rogue decisions this weekend. He benched Brandon Smith. He benched... 
Matty Burton, a couple of guys that he drafted very early. He's obviously got Ryan Pappenhausen as well. So I think like three of his top five draft picks weren't playing and two of them were by choice. So it was a bit of a strange decision there, uh, but we'll take him. It wouldn't have mattered anyway, realistically. We then had the Panthers and the Raiders go head-to-head. He had Jamal Foggy, who got a 20. I had Nathan Cleary, who tonned up. He was my VC, so I took that score. I had Zach Hosking, who got 80. Joey Tapanay, 61. Sebastian Chris actually looked like a fucking fullback, 55. And it's so funny how Supercoach works. Corey Horsburgh got a 24, and I thought, just thought, fuck, that's disappointing from Corey. It wasn't going to matter this weekend, but I just thought that's a bit of a letdown. But it's all right. I've got Jack DeBellin coming back, so that's all sweet. And then Corey, yesterday, he's named Teamless Tuesday starting in the 13. So hopefully Corey can lock down some good minutes there, and he could turn out to be a really, really good pick for me. We then had uh, the Melbourne Storm game. He had Eli Katoa, who scored... 45 points. So considering the ceiling that Eli Katoa has, I was more than happy to wear that. I was a little bit worried about him, to be honest with you. Him versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. My boys did sensationally well. Cody Walker, 76. Campbell Graham, 80. Very, very happy with how my boys went there for South Sydney. Really enjoying with them, watching them play their footy at the moment. We then had the Manly Seagulls taking on the Newcastle Knights. He had Lockie Fitzgibbon, who did his job for a 54. I didn't have anyone in that game except for uh, Brad Parker, who scored a try, got 64. Happy with that. He was on my bench, though. But there's a chance he was going to be my AE. Uh, so glad that he scored well, but didn't end up coming into my side anyway because I had a lower scoring AE, which we will get very get to very soon. Uh, the next game, we have the St. George Illawarra Dragons taking on the Dolphins. Despite the Dolphins uh, getting wiped all over the park in this one, 38 to 12 or whatever it was, my boys did well. Isako with another 108. Sensational to see. I think he's averaging about 77 or something now, Isako. He's my fullback. Uh, he's turned out to be one of the picks of the draft. I think he's been sensational. Hopefully he can keep it up. And then, of course, Connolly Lemuelu. Uh, he managed to get 53 points in this one. Uh, so was really, really happy with his performance there. Missed a couple of key tackle, or missed a key tackle anyway that I was a little bit worried about, which I could, could bite him in the ass over the next few weeks still. But 53 points for a CTW who didn't have any real attacking stats. Absolutely stoked for that. He had Jeremy Marshall King, 53. Hamiso, 43. And Ewan Aitken, 42. Uh, very happy with all those. Hamiso scored a try and got 43. So was more than happy to wear that one on the chin. I had Jack and He turned out to be my lowest scorer of the week. Oh, sorry. L- lowest scorer on my bench. So he came in as my AE because I took Cleary's VC. Um, Jack DeBellin played 44 minutes, I think it was. Scored 41 points. So very happy with that. I reckon he'll come into the starting team over the next few weeks and he'll be a nice dual position guy for me to have there. The next game, Broncos took on the West Tigers and Pete had a heap of guys here. He had Payne Haas, who was his captain and Payne Haas fucking brained it as well. 95, so 190 as captain. Very nice captain choice there. David Clemmer, 47. Selwyn Cobbo scored a try, so that had me a little bit worried, but he only scored 41, so we will take that every day of the week. I didn't have anyone featuring in that game. Then the next day, we had Teague Wilton. He scored the first try, and I thought, beautiful, here comes a 70 or 80. Only scored 60, so not ideal from Teague Wilton, considering he scored a try. Granted, it was off a kick, uh, but that still would have only been 43 points without that. And he did miss a really crucial tackle that 
really has me worried. Thankfully, Dale Finucane's been rubbed out for three weeks, so even if Wade Graham was to come back, he would probably play that sort of 13 role, play through the middle. But Wilton, he's got to get his defense sorted, or he could find himself on the outer at the Sharkies because that's what they've got to sort out in their game. The attack comes easy. Attack's all good and well. They've got a million back rollers that can attack. It's the defense he's got to sort out. Jackson Ford also scored a 43. Been really high on him to start the season. Was pretty quiet the other day, let's be honest here. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see what happens with Jackson Ford there. I was hoping he would be a permanent guy for me there. There, which I still think he's got the potential to. The beauty of it is that he still played his 80 minutes. He didn't score a 43 because of less minutes or whatever. So hopefully just a quiet game on the Jackson Ford front. Montoya didn't really get any opportunities, only a 21. Was pretty disappointed with that, but I also thought the Sharkies were smart in not kicking to him all that much. So Montoya, I think he's going to have to do more work to get his space stats over the year as it plays out, uh, but still really happy with him as a CTW. Guys are on my bench. Sonny Luke, uh, he didn't play this this week because of the HIA. Uh, Brad Parker got a 64. Adam Elliott, Lou Channel, there were two guys that are waiting to come back. And then Sammy Verrills, who, because I wanted to take my VC and I only had Sonny Luke as a hooker in my team, uh, it meant that I had to pick up a hooker. So I just grabbed Sam Verrills. I think the guy that grabbed Sam Verrills maybe dropped him a little bit early. I don't I don't really understand his reasoning for that. But each to their own. There's no there's no guarantee Sam Verrills is going to be a good pickup for me. And there's every chance I drop him over the next few weeks. They just signed the hooker from England as well. So he comes into the side. A lot of people messaging me about his highlights package. I'll be honest with you. I've never been overly impressed with him. Uh, I'm not sure he's, how he's going to handle it in the NRL. I think that when you look at his highlights and what he does in the Super League, just not sure if it's going to translate to the NRL. So I still think there's a good chance Sam Verrills becomes an 80-minute guy there. But uh, just grabbed him to be able to get my VC, whether he becomes a long-term guy for me or not. I'm not sure. I'm more than happy to be patient on Sonny Luke. Uh, for Pete, as I said, a number of really good guys on his bench. He had Brandon Smith. He had Matty Burton as well, who got a 74. Uh, he also had Phil Sami, who was on the bye. Heimel Hunt didn't feature on the weekend. And he's got Ryan Pappenhausen sitting there as well. So Pete's got a good side. He's just got to get them all on the park and just pick the right guys, I guess. Uh, but he has got a side that can worry a lot of teams. It sucks when you play whoever has Nathan Cleary, Tommy Turbo, one of these guys, when they go 120-plus, you find yourself uh, in trouble very quickly, especially for me when I've got Cleary and Hosking. Uh, try assist, try, you know, that makes life very, very difficult. So 950 this week, was very happy with that. There was a moment where Nathan Cleary gave it to Zach Hosking, got held out about a centimetre away. I'd, I'd already spent the money, couldn't believe it. If I would have got that, I would have made the 1,000. But shit happens. I uh, got very close, very good score, happy with that. And we move on to next week. Now, next week. I take on one of my best mates, definitely my oldest mate, Jeremy. His team's called the Wheat Gutter Dogs. Of course it is. I'm obviously getting married next Friday, uh, so he's one of my groomsmen. So uh, hopefully he's kind to me this week. Or I might have to shuffle him back into the crowd just quietly. Uh, I'd like to say give him a compliment, but I can't fucking stand him this week. So be a really interesting matchup there. He's got Tommy Turbo, so it's going to be Turbo versus Nath Cleary. Uh, his second pick was Kalen Ponga. He actually stole a lot of guys off me on draft day, so wasn't overly happy with him uh, on draft day, but he has got a pretty good side. Obviously, he is missing Kalen Pong, which isn't ideal. He's waiting for Jai Arrow to come back. Uh, a few other things that haven't quite gone his way, but he's still got a pretty decent footy side. And when I have a look through our matchups this week, the Thursday night game, the Melbourne Storm taking on the Sydney Roosters. I don't have anyone from either of these two sides. He's got Christian Welsh. Uh, so you would think the Welshie will be up for that one. So uh, probably a 55-60 sort of play there. 
where I would say he'll do well. The Bulldogs take it on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now here, uh, I don't think Jem has any of those guys. I don't think he has any bunnies. He's got Arrow and Cheekham on his bench. I don't think either of them were named today or yesterday, sorry. So neither of those. But I've got Cody Walker and Campbell Graham and Canterbury. They are missing a stack of troops for this one. Uh, that one could get a little bit ugly. That might even be a situation of a VC on a Graham or a Cody Walker. For me, we've then got the late game Friday night. The Cowboys taking on the Dolphins. I'll have my two Dolphins, Connolly and Jermaine Asako. He'll have Cody Nicarima playing 5-8. It's got a ceiling, Nicarima, but he can go very low. I'm okay with that. Then the big game. It's obviously Cleary versus Turbo in our Supercoach game. It's also Cleary versus Turbo. Uh, 5.30 Saturday coming to you from Bluebet Stadium out there at Penrith. So that's going to be super exciting. That'll be unreal. I've got Nath Cleary. I've got Zach Hosking. He's got Travoyevich. He's also got Stephen Crichton. So we've pretty much got that entire right edge. So that'll be entertaining to watch. I'm, I also have uh, Brad Parker, obviously. Probably won't play him in this one, though. We've then got the Titans taking on the St. George Illawarra Dragons. I've only got Jack DeBell on whether I play him or not remains to be seen. jem uh, has got no one from that game, I believe. Yep, no one from that game. Then we've got the Newcastle Knights taking on the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, I will have here Jackson Ford and Montoya uh, in my side. I'm still waiting for Adam Elliott to come back from injury for Jem. He's obviously going to be without KP, which hurts. He has got Jazz Tavanga, though, but uh, obviously we've got... Um Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. We've got Toyo Harris coming back this week, so that really hurts Jazz and his output. Um, so that'll be a tough one for him. Oh, sorry, I forgot to talk about Gems, Broncos, and Raiders. So Raiders, I uh, completely missed that game, 7.35. I've got Joe Tappanay, Corey Horsburgh, Seb Chris. Uh, he's got Hadawira Nida, who has been benched. Then he's got Katani Staggs and Adam Reynolds. So if the Broncos put on a bit of a score there, uh, that one could get a little bit scary for me with Reynolds' goal kicking and Staggs just with his attacking upside. Um, Newcastle and the Warriors, we went through that one. He's got Leo Thompson, uh, Jazz Tavanga. I've got Montoya and Jackson Ford, and then we finished the week off with the Tigers up against Parramatta. He's got Apicurusau and Will Pensini. Um, obviously, Pensini's a little bit of a worry how big he could go if uh, the Parramatta Eels do run away with that one, which I am expecting them to. Apicurusau, he obviously hasn't scored very well so far, so not overly concerned with him there. Uh, when I have a look at my side this week, though, obviously the Sharkies have the bye. Jim doesn't have any Sharkies. Yeah, none at all. I've got Teague Wilton, so he drops out. So I might have to play one short and take an A but uh, I'm okay to do that. My I've either got Brad Parker or Jack DeBellin, so neither's a train wreck, and I think there's enough points in the rest of my side. Hopefully, uh, the Bunnies can put on a big score against the Dolphins. That'll take me a long way to a win. And then we've got the Cleary versus Travoyevich game this weekend, which is going to be unreal. To, for them to be playing each other in our Supercoach comp and in the game, uh, that's going to be super exciting. So, guys, that's our draft review. Uh, we've got the
the waiver that would have been done by now by the time you guys are listening. Not quite sure what I'm going to go for there. As I said, Sam Verrills is probably the guy that I would drop, uh, but that's only if I can see something with more upside, which I'm not sure if there's going to be. I think we're second. We're sitting second on the ladder at the moment, so uh, that means we have the 13th waiver pick, so that makes life very, very difficult. Our record now is 4-1. and one. Uh, When I was, I think, 1-0, and I sort of said to the draft boys, fuck, I think I'll be 4-5 and five by the time we're doing this because my team's going to take a while to come together. Um, it's all come together really quickly, so 4-1 and one at the moment. Uh, if I can stack up a few more wins over the next few weeks, I can sort of spend that origin period really getting my, myself ready for the finals, finding guys on the waiver that I value for those four weeks and whatnot. So all going well on a draft front. Big game this week against Jem, one of my groomsmen's for next week. Very, very exciting. The weak gutted dogs. Looking forward to the game on the weekend against Jem. All positive at the moment on a draft front. Fingers crossed injuries are kind to us. All that kind of good stuff that you need to compete in Supercoach draft comps. Just a reminder too, guys, we have got beers and break-evens. It will be dropping this afternoon, 3 p.m. on YouTube. So if you are a Supercoach Classic player, make sure you're there. Jermaine Hopgood, Bench. We've got guys reaching break-evens, guys that have got low break-evens. Marshu, all these sort of guys. Zach Hosking, so much to talk about this week. So much to sink our teeth into. It is not even funny. So make sure you join myself and the great Timmy Williams of Zach Hosking fame. We will be live at 3 p.m. on YouTube this afternoon. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.